Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Perspective, experience, and a sense of humor. If you don't get it, listen closer. Gil Whiteley says things you need to think about. If you're wondering if he just said that, he did. Whiteley so. Mile High Sports. It's Red Shirt Friday. Wear a red shirt on Friday to honor our troops. Presented by the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation at mcsf.org. Hello and welcome back. Let me tell you quickly, I got Thomas Harding on the line and uh, uh, I've got a new product that is that is brought to my attention, oh, I don't know, six, seven months ago. Uh, they just opened for business here in Colorado in the past month and a half, two months, and that's felony vodka. Uh, you know, I'm a guy that I like my gin martinis. I like... You know, I've tried felony vodka a lot of different ways. I've tried it uh, in a in a vodka martini. I've tried it with with cranberry juice uh, and screwdrivers, and uh, you know, just uh, uh, you know, whether it be vodka tonics or with lime. I I I I kid you not. My favorite way to drink felony vodka is just on the rocks with nothing else in it. It is a great sipping vodka. It is. It is, uh, you know, most vodkas, you know, people do shooters or mix with it. Man, you can sit down, just put some over the ice and just uh, relax. And, uh, and, and it is handcrafted here in Colorado in small batches. It's only sold here in Colorado and in New York. And I tell you right now, Manhattan is, is, eating, this, is eating this stuff up, is drinking this stuff up like crazy. Uh, we're getting it in different places right now. Uh, as it were, but you can, if you go to society, uh, you go to, uh, uh, you can, you can try it there. You can go to, uh, uh, you can go to the Celtic on market. They have it there. Uh, there's, they're in several liquor stores. They're in Bonnie Bray. They're in the liquor store uh, right across from Reavers on, on South Gaylord. Uh, but it's felony vodka handcrafted and, uh, and it comes in one flavor, vodka. Here's the guy that comes in one flavor, Thomas Harding, grumpy. <laughs> How are you, my man? How are you, my man? The grumpy Thomas Harding. That's right. Dodger fans get nervous. Okay, I'm a Dodger fan. You know that. I don't make much of it during the year, but we get to the World Series. I got to be rooting for my Dodgers. It hasn't seemed to work for a while. Uh, rooting for them. Just when was it that? Everyday baseball players have very little in have very little to do with the outcome of, of of a successful season or a successful run in the playoffs without without being uh, having one of the best starting staffs without having the best bullpen. Uh, baseball has come down to to uh, to pitching and and without good pitching. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't care who you got. I don't care if you got Albert Pujols, you got uh, you you got uh, you know uh, Trout in there or whatever it might be. Those guys haven't been in the playoffs since uh, since Jesus lost his sandals. Uh, these are uh, baseball has come down to pitching, and and tonight they they go out again. And uh, what do you think of this lineup tonight? Well, before we get to the lineup, I will have to say that this is the game that I've kind of been waiting for for this series. And uh, the fact that Tampa Bay won uh, a couple nights ago makes it even better. But the, the last two series, uh, the uh, I'm sorry, the American League and National Championship Series going seven games meant that you would have Walker Bueller against Charlie Morton tonight in game three. And it's great that it's tied at one because this is the game where both teams pitching is lined up to where you hand the ball to the starter and say, okay, go out and pitch, not, okay, you're going to face seven hitters, and then we're going to bring in the next guy and the next guy and the next guy. This is a game where it's like a normal baseball game, where the games that we grew up watching in the World Series, where it's starter against starter, and you pitch as deep as you can into the game, and you go to the bullpen when you need it. Um, the, the Rays have never faced Walker Bueller, and very few of the Dodgers have faced Charlie Morton. I am surprised that Mookie Bet has never faced Charlie Morton. I was looking at the numbers here, and I don't think anybody's faced him more than five at-bats. Um, Chris Taylor and Corey Seager have faced Charlie Morton for five at-bats in the past, and that's it now. Obviously, Morton having been with Houston, I think they may have crossed in a World Series, but there's very little familiarity with the pitchers, so I think that pitching is at an advantage tonight. If, if the teams play good defense and the pitchers are sharp, this could be one of those tight games where the pitcher is pitching in the late innings, when the starter's in the late innings. Uh, these are both uh, uh, starting right-handers. Uh, right uh, does that bode well for these lineups? Are these guys, are both of these lineups good right-hand uh, right uh, right pitcher-hitting teams? Uh, the Dodgers are, um, and, I, and actually Brandon Lau for the, uh, for the race gives them something from the left side. Kiermaier, when he's on, he can help you from the left side, and also uh, G-Man Choi. They help, but if you look at the Dodgers lineup, I mean, you've got Seager batting left-handed, Bellinger and Muncy. Those guys, um, they're, they're good left-handed hitters, but in both of those cases, they're facing one of the top hitters in baseball. And certainly Charlie Morton in the playoffs is one of the best big-game pitchers, pitchers out there. So even with the lineups, I don't expect a whole lot of offense. Now watch, uh, tomorrow we'll be talking about an 8-7 to seven game. But I really don't expect a big offense to do anything. That's what I'm trying to figure out. If uh, if we're looking at a at a three to one ball game, or if we or if we're looking at to to you know you know nine six. Well, I'm looking at the two best playoff. Well, the the best pitcher the Dodgers have is Walker Buehler by far. The best tested, really yes, the best tested postseason pitcher is Charlie Morton. He's the best postseason pitcher I think in these playoffs. So that's why I'm expecting a very low swing game. Well, yeah, you know, so so you're saying Walker Bueller is is better than Kershaw? Yes. 
Has been for a couple of years. I think um, we saw him coming up through the minors. I remember talking with the former Rocky and uh, and the broadcaster with with AT and T Sports Ryan Spielborgs. And I remember him mentioning Bueller on his way to the majors. He had just come out of Vanderbilt. It was a very quick minor league. Um, minor league stint with him to get him ready for the majors, and he's lived up to everything that the Dodgers thought he would be. In fact, um, a few years ago, a lot of teams wanted to make trades with the Dodgers, but Walker Buell was one of the names on that list. The Dodgers said, absolutely no way we're giving this guy up. I mean, he can dominate the strike zone. He can get you to chase pitches. He has a little bit of everything that you need. And he surpassed Kershaw at this point in his career because he can pitch on both sides of the plate, where Kershaw can be very much arm side, meaning inside to the right-handed hitters. Well, the stuff that Kershaw was throwing the other night, I mean, uh, the the command that when he's on, the command that he has with his breaking balls coming in, just un, I mean, he was throwing unhittable stuff. Yeah, he was. And I, I liked what he did. The, the difference between him and Bueller is that during a game like this, teams can adjust to Kershaw. If he gives you five innings of good baseball, hey, you should be very happy because uh, – and maybe he can get you into, the, into his sixth inning. Um, with Bueller, he can get you deeper than that simply because he's just a little bit younger, there's a little bit more life on the stuff – and he doesn't get so one-sided on the plate. The Walker Bueller is a guy that, you know, for the next generation of baseball, they'll be talking about. Uh, yeah, I, I, you, you, have you come over to my Dodgers yet in this World Series? Um, I think that they have the lineup to win it. I'll give you that much. I mean, uh, as, far, as far as wanting them to win, I just can't go there, okay? I can't go there. Uh, I, I, I will observe this and back out. I mean, in a, in a lot of ways, this is a tough World Series because you look at you look at the Tampa Bay Rays, and a lot of people um, talk about how efficient they are, how they don't spend a lot of money, but they're in the World Series. But to me, that's kind of like corporate America. Let's find a way to spend as little as possible on our workers and get as far as we can. Then you have the Dodgers that. Um, there's, especially in the NL West, I think a lot of the teams and fan bases believe that there's a certain pomposity to the Dodgers that makes them happy when the Dodgers don't do well. So just being here in Denver and watching this, I'm, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy good baseball and not get my heart involved in it. Uh, the Dodgers, honestly, and, and I think we can look at this, they need to get the Morton in the first four or five innings. You know, that. He'll be tough to score on in one through three, but in innings four, five, and six, they need to put some runs up because this Tampa Bay bullpen is incredible. Yeah, it's, a, it's an outstanding bullpen. Actually, I, I wonder if getting to Charlie Morton early isn't the, isn't the best way to go about it. When I see him pitch, it takes me back to some of the older type pitchers. Now, he's not quite at that level, but you're talking about the Jim Palmers and Tom Seavers and guys like that, in that maybe the time to get them is early before their stuff settles into the game. He's the type of guy that will work your lineup one way the first time through, maybe even the same way the second time, but then each time he can tailor it to what's working for him and what the hitter is doing. He really pitches. He doesn't, he, he doesn't just simply go out there and show you his best stuff. He keeps something in his back pocket, and that gets him deep into some of these playoff games. Yeah. Uh, 
So that uh, baseball uh, coming out of this season, how does baseball, how is baseball being perceived uh, by the sporting public? Well, I'll tell you, I looked at uh, the other night, uh, game two, and the ratings as far as the sporting public, and keep in mind those ratings, I don't think they include the online type TV like I have here at home. But the, but the ratings, it, it won the ratings battle that particular night. And that's a pretty good thing because if you look at it, the, Los Angeles brings a lot of eyes to a television set. The game times really work for their audience. Um, Tampa Bay, not a lot of people know about them. I mean, they're in the American League East, and everybody knows about the Red Sox and the Yankees, and they almost forget that Tampa exists, even though they won that division and were the best team in the American League. So I think it's a pretty encouraging sign that people did watch Game 2. I think Game 1, it was behind an NFL game. But for me, I don't know exactly how to rate TV audiences right now because we have so much on our plates as a society that – um, and it looks like viewership is down across all sports. And like I say, though, we haven't really measured the online viewership, which is really big. I mean, a lot of people are doing one thing. Maybe they're maybe like last night when football was on, they were watching the debate on television and the uh, football game on their phone. So it's really hard to tell. But I think baseball's in a reasonably good situation. You've got guys like Mookie Bet, Mookie Bet, like Corey Seager. Uh, Randy Rosarina has kind of captured some imaginations here. Some of those Tampa pitchers. So I really think that this World Series is doing is doing pretty well, probably better than I expected. But um, when I when I talk about viewership of World Series, if I'm not mistaken, two of the worst viewed World Series movies. The Subway Series a few years ago between the Mets and the Yankees and Red Sox Dodgers because those teams have real fan bases, but sometimes the fans that don't like them don't even want to watch it. So I'm I'm encouraged by the viewers show those people. Yeah. I was hoping for a Yankees Dodgers, but uh, we didn't get that. Thank you, Thomas. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. Talk to you next week. Stick around. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.